Bruce was waiting down and happy to accept. He gets the one-two. Tumble to goal. That is a magnificent finish from Luke Bruce. Knocked down nicely by Whitecross. Jeray stood up in the tackle. Able to get it back to Whitecross. Burgoyne now for Howe. Steps inside. The Docker slipped over. How can Steady and bang him through? But got it to Smith. Handball forward now. Whitecross back to Smith. Tucked up on the line. He just tipped the kick in short. Mitchell oh. handles back to Howe. It opened the door magnificently, and how stroll right through it to kick the goal. Time expiring on the clock. Hawthorne fans are celebrating, and McAvoy with a bit of icing on the cake. Now we'll add one more. It's been another enjoyable week for Hawks fans. The team recording a 52-point win over Fremantle. The sparks flew and emotions ran high. Sicily spat the dummy, Hilly and Clarko hugged it out, and a plucky young Irishman turned Domain Stadium into the glass house. Oh, lovely. Hello, my name is Nick Mason, and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Footy Club, the Hawk Talk Podcast. And joining me is my regular co-host and resident lip reader. G'day, Tinsnet. Do, do you care to fill in for the listeners what was said to Taylor Jure this past Saturday night? Any clues? Yeah, it was something like, um, just mind your own business tales, or uh, we didn't even have Razor Ray this week. How yeah. was that decision come to? It wasn't kicking in danger. It yeah. definitely was. Oh, come on, It's Ray. not soccer, Chief, where you can go in on the goalie until he touches it. <laughs> it wasn't close enough to be kicking in danger. Yeah, it was. No, no way. No, I would have yeah. paid it. It's not textbook, okay? Can we agree on that? <laughs> it's not a textbook free. No, but then what the bloody hell am I saying? In the <laughs> contemporary AFL umpiring oh, climate, what's yeah. a textbook free? You're an umpiring apologist, Nick? This is a slippery slope. <laughs> and I'm not sliding down it. There's no way I'm apologising for any of the garbage they dish up. Uh, recently, I, I happened to be attending the uh, Sydney Demons game a few weeks back, and uh, behind us, there was this poor gentleman having to explain to a oh, friend or a date lovely. or something. We've been but, uh, down this path before, where you, you take an international person yeah, That's along, right. And yeah, then yeah. you try and explain it. You try and explain the game, and... And Tommy Bug just whacks someone in the face. It's like, is that a free? I think it is, actually, yeah. Well, not in the context of the game, because it was actually a dead ball situation. Well, was, it, was it intentional? And, oh, God, it's an absolute nightmare to explain this game. So, so he can't play anymore, right? Um, well, he probably just won't play next week. Yeah. <laughs> he has to have a good, hard think about what he's done. Maybe not even that. Might just have to cough up a bit of his salary. <laughs> <laughs> Which won't hurt him at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's a, it's a fair slice, right? It's a fair slice? Well, sometimes... Well, society sort of puts footballers at the top of the tree, <laughs> so it won't actually affect them in the least. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, started off on a cynical tone. Uh, if you're still with us, this is the Hawk Talk <laughs> podcast. How good is it to be a Hawthorne fan? Uh, and can I say, <laughs> yeah. how great was it to hear the muffled... Hodgie yes. coming around the stadium near the end of that game. It was a nice little WA contingent of Hawks fans. Illustrating how many Frio supporters <laughs> up and left. Yeah, 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 they got up and left big time. <laughs> They'd had enough. When do you reckon they got up and left? Because they, they fought hard, but the game was always ours, don't you reckon? Uh, I don't know when they got up and left. Probably um, the floodgates opened in the final quarter. Probably when Hodge stopped kicking it to him. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did that happen at some point? <laughs> I mean, for the, it's the least deserved name chance of any game I've ever seen. He played a shocker, Hodgie. 
<laughs> his farewell tour has got off to a shaky start. It was a bit start. of a hangover from the week before. <laughs> it you was, can, it was You can bit. put that out there. Yeah, yeah, he really set himself for the game against Geelong and did not back it up in any it way. It didn't matter week. because Dan no. Howe oh. led from the front. Filling his, uh, his tried and true role now of stopping the superstars of the comp. That's a great goal, wasn't it? Which one? That first two. goal. Oh, first yeah, goal. yeah. Both were good. The other one was a great team goal. Yes. But that individual effort. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Now, before we get stuck into the game properly, more in depth, uh, I just want to say rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us. Hawk Talk Podcast is what you want to search for. Did um, uh, did Razor rate us? We agreed not to call him Razor. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Ray. Ray. Or, Sorry. as I, I believe uh, it was Al who suggested we should call him Lefty because he's never right. That's quite good. <laughs> yeah, I like that I'll one. go with that. Yeah, so... Left one of the cleaner. This <laughs> yeah, we we did uh, we did open up Pandora's <laughs> box a bit when we asked for nicknames for Razor Ray. <laughs> that was one of the uh, the PG ones. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. You can find us on podcast apps as well. We're also on, on Twitter. Hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. Drive us towards six hundred followers. That's our new target. If we get there, it'll be great. I reckon we can get there before season. What can we do for six hundred follower? Just oh, don't go making promises. Yeah, well, it'll probably be a bot. So. <laughs> It's always scantily clad women who like the Hawthorne Football Club. Isn't that weird? Yes, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's not 2000 anymore. And we don't have John Hay and uh, <laughs> right. Trent Crowe. Trent Crowe, yeah. No Shane Crawford. The recruiters were just after a membership drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all worked out in the end, didn't it? And Dicko. And Dicko. Didn't right. forget you, Dicko. You had your blonde locks. He's clearly listening. <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head. Uh, if you are subscribed to that, if you do follow us on Twitter, you would have enjoyed the uh, the live tweeting of the interstate game against Frio. Well, I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, it was certainly enjoyable for the fact that it was a win. Hawthorne, 15-10-100, defeated Frio, 7-6-48 at Domain Stadium. Tiz, your thoughts on this win? Did you ever have any doubt we'd win after the beginning of that match? Looked pretty good, didn't it, from the outset? Um, I thought Frio challenged. But there was no... They sort of got a holding pattern. They never really bothered us with any of them. No. No, it was kind of like swatting away a fly, really. It was just sort of a, a mild annoyance. It was pesky more than really mm. threatening. Um, and some of that was Hawthorne playing well. And I thought Frio shocking. Frio is so bad. They ruined so many chances for themselves, just with poor disposal. But I, th- I think both teams got into that pattern for a bit midway through the game. And then uh, Hawthorne just went, nah, kind of sick of this. Just going to shut this one down. Shut the door on Frio, and we did to the tune of 52 points. Well, as soon as they lost the scent of uh, getting a victory, they really capitulated. Yeah, that's right. Now, yeah. one of their best players, of course, was Bradley Hill, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Bradley Hill, <laughs> I don't know if you've been tongue-in-cheek or not. I don't know his stats, but he's been a pretty good player for them. He's been a good pickup, would you say? Oh, well, would you if he, you know, was a little <laughs> bit emotional at the end there? Yeah. What was that about, do you think? Well, it would be emotional. Think of how many great memories and good times he's shared with some of the players out on that ground. Yeah, he's only 23. Do you have a problem with it or? I'm well, just You're just curious. Yeah, you know. Oh, I just think it's it's way I thought he played well. I thought he was very professional. I thought he was targeted. Yeah, well, he was a bit. I did Tim quite O'Brien's enjoy him being run down on the wing. The tackle from I Tim O'Brien I probably enjoyed O'Brien that a bit too much. But uh, no, I just think it's the, the weight of the emotion and all the good times that he shared with this group of players. It just, it does come bubbling to the surface. So I think that's fine. And the Billy versus Hilly. Billy's interesting, isn't he? <laughs> it's, a, it's still that aspect of his game that probably needs sharpening. 
Well, he, he got 479 metres gained to 393 of Bradley's. I'm not saying that Hartung played a particularly bad game. He, he some, kicked a lovely goal. He did. He did make some pretty glaring blunders, unfortunately for him. But apart from that, he, he wasn't terrible. I thought overall it was not a bad team effort. It seems to be when we win... Very even effort, wasn't it? Yeah, when we win, when we've won this year, it seems to be an even effort. I will say, Tiz, now I don't want to flog a dead horse here, but Langford was absolutely terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you've got to agree with me this week. It's like I have to protect him. (laughs) I mean, he's playing out of his role. He is. He's playing out of his position, like Jeray. I think they they were both a couple of their worst performers on the night. They spurned a few chances at goal, didn't they? Both of them. But you see, they're they're playing to the team ethic, like mm. like Poppy does, mm. um, and they're doing, playing their role, and that's all they're asked. Hawthorne dominated the disposals, racking up almost a hundred more. We notched up ten inside fifties more than Freo. We got beaten in clearances, which was a bit unfortunate. Right. But besides that, it was fairly even across the board. It certainly. The scoreboard is the only massive difference in the stats. Uh, it was nice n- to not notice the umpires. The, the ball movement was noticeably better from Hawthorne. Okay, yep. I'd agree with that. And and we had one player yep. playing out of his position mm-hmm. who's just an absolute gun <laughs> as, as long as he feels at home, and that's Jack Gunston. He was, for mine, the best player on the ground. I know some people on Twitter have disagreed. We had... Uh, oh, yeah? Who are they putting up? Tom Mitchell... We heard from Chizzy, who pointed out that only four of Gunston's possessions were contested. But, I mean, when you're using the ball as well as he did, he had 35 touches at 94, 91.4% efficiency. I think you're still having I a huge impact. I think that's fine. Yeah, He got, <laughs> yeah. He got uh, 10 votes out of the coaches, which means they both gave him five. So he's obviously the best, best on. So what role is this exactly? Is, it this, is, is it the one that we've been trying to get him to play and it's just finally clicked? It is the one that Luke Hodge vacates Yes, when he retires. Do you believe we've been grooming him for that role for a while? This can't. I don't well, feel they, like this they, is a new they revelation. The, they say it's the Hodge role, but I'm, I feel it's more of Burgoyne's role that he's yeah, actually running. Yeah, I would think it's yeah. more that. Because it feels like we've seen Gunston float down back a lot and off the wing and... You know, it always be a bit of a utility player. Yeah, well, he's, he played the first, what, seven rounds, mainly up forward. Uh, to, and then, yeah, to an extent. I, w- I would say he's been... And then he, and then he was moved to the wing. And uh, now I would say it's chopped and changed all year. And now he's gone into the defence. Now he's gone into... No, I would say he's floated back to the defence all year. Right. At, at, at various stages of the year. I think they've changed that up a lot. But, you know, it's just another piece of Clarkson's puzzle that seems to have finally... Uh, I know it's hard to go by one game, yeah. But it seems to have neatly fitted together. Finally, if if we can get that out of Gunston, if he can play that role, well, it's the then kind of disposal efficiency they're looking for out of the back half. The kind that yeah. that Birchall gives you, you know, and the kind that when Hardwick yeah. gives you, oh, gives Hardwick, you now. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's astounding when you look at it. When you start name dropping people like Hardwick, and then you get to Burton, and then Sisley, astonishing how formidable our backlines become out of, seemingly out of nowhere. Astonishing mm. how our rebuild lasts less than. Four months. Yeah. When other people... Oh, sorry, other clubs' rebuilds last... When was Richmond's... Well, they're still in their five-year yep. plan. Right. Which yes. started 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it started in 2009. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
It's it's amazing. He's totally redeveloped a lot of these players, re-engineered their roles. Yep. Found, you know, just working to the best of the abilities of the players he's got, and his management is unbelievable, Clarko. It to is. be able to do that, and y- y- mid-season, that is some achievement. And some players keep on keeping on in the, in their just traditional roles. We've got Todd Mitchell. I mean, oh wow. The season's getting a bit ridiculous now for Tom Mitchell. So what did he have? 37 and... He had 37 touches, 10 of them contested, running at 86.5% efficiency. Yeah. Remember when we were worried about his disposal efficiency? Oh, no, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's sharpened right up. And yeah. still getting the same output in terms of just finding the footy. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. I mean, in the weeks before our games, have you noticed recently, particularly now that Hawthorne... You know, we've got a bit of momentum behind us. We don't look quite well. I think s- quite as lacklustre as we did early in the season. You notice in the week before our games, the media tends to now quiz opposition coaches. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to stop Tom Mitchell? Oh, he, really? he, he gets plenty of it. What's your plan? And, you know, the coaches aren't going to give it away. They aren't going to show their hand. And they say something like, oh, you know, clearly he's a damaging player. We'll have to work something out. When do you reckon they're going to? Because <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want them to. No, I don't, I don't want them to either. Have they thought? Has anyone thought about tagging him? I wonder if that would work. See, the thing is, he he, he not only has ten contested, twenty-seven uncontested, mm. but he also has three intercepts, seven marks. You know, he's just everywhere. Pressure acts at, tw- at twenty, so you can't really get between him and the ball. You just have to mm. stymie his influence. And if you can't stop Tom, you just stop whoever's receiving from him. You also hit the um, score. You're in the kick to behind, but I mean, it's it's continuing what is a worrying trend for opposition yep. clubs is that he's finding the ball in front of two, goals two as goal well. Two goal assists, though. Well, there you go. Two goal assists. Uh, hit up Dan Howe. Yeah, that he did. Goal, that yeah. was a magnificent handball, wasn't it? Oh, Into crazy. space in front of him. I loved that the commentators gave it its due as well. Yeah, they were, they were like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair impression you've got there. That's exactly what they did. Um, I want to give but a it, shout I out. Love it. I love it how it's the uh, the co-commentator that does the, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give a shout out to Luke Bruce as well, who uh, in a sense responded to an off week he did. the week before. Yeah. Um, he had an interesting game. He wasn't that efficient with the footy, but he found plenty of it. Uh, and he kicked two brilliant goals, which seems like, you know, vintage sharpshooter Bruce. We haven't we haven't seen that for a while. Two unlikely goals, yeah. Yeah, that bouncing one. That was my favourite of the two. That was just... That was winding back the clock to some of his best work, I think. I thought Ben McAvoy was excellent. He was. I th- Maybe a bit of an unsung hero, in fact. He seemed to be getting a lot of touches and um, controlling it well. And, of course, your mate, Sis. I've said in previous eps of the pod that I've been impressed with Sicily. He's obviously strung a few huge weeks together, so I will definitively retract. I will officially concede that I called BS on the backline experiment way (laughs) too early. I did. I didn't think it was going to work. And I stand by it to to an extent, Tiz. I don't think it was working. But out of the blue, he's reinvented himself. And suddenly clicked. Yep, it's just another piece of that Clarko puzzle. And he that's only clicked. went for a mark once where he should have punched. <laughs> yeah, that was a big problem um, that I had with his game early in the season. That uh, he would try to clunk it. When, you know, as a defender, you should and probably be going when, the fist. That's when Fife took that mark. But you know, see, yeah. that was outside fifty, so I suppose that's uh, allowed. Ryan Burton was a little bit disappointing. 
Oh, he's a little bit down, but he still he found over twenty touches, I think. Yeah, he Is got twenty one. Right? Yeah. But uh not his best night. Yeah, he's gone through a bit of a quieter patch these last few weeks. Do you Ka- think maybe Caden we've built Brand. him up too much? Caden, Caden Brand, Brand was uh, his disposal of the footy yep. in the back half, setting up play. I like it a lot. It's getting better, isn't it? Yeah. There was one kick from Burgoyne into 50. I can't remember who marked it now. Yeah. Might have been Smithy, actually. Yeah. A beautiful kick that just over the top and down to Smithy, yeah. who, who uh, didn't play on. He went back and slotted it. Yes. It was a beautiful kick. Yes, yes, it was. I, no I felt, nerves there. And did you see the guys get around him as well? Yeah, they did. I thought that yeah. was really good to see. Uh, now let's talk about the debutante, Connor Glass. Okay. <laughs> you seem apprehensive. Why? Well, it was one of the best debuts I've seen in a long time. Well, it dep- yeah, it depends what scale you're using. I thought... It's the sliding scale. It goes from uh, hassle to glass. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I would I would categorise Glass's debut as rock solid. It was fine. Now, I don't think there was anything particularly remarkable about it, but then that's what made it good. Do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to do anything flashy. He... Connor at, Glass, uh, yeah, 93 disposal efficiency. Yeah, at 15, 15 touches. 15 touches in a debut no, is pretty big. No clangers. Didn't put a foot wrong. He hit up targets. You'll notice he won his contests. There yeah, were a few times, There was tears. a marking contest where he won it. Yep. There are actually a number of occasions where he was very much in the spotlight with his opponent and he won each of those contests, it's which great is great. to see him rewarded. It and is. And his family were there. They've been out for a month and apparently they were about to head back. The way that Glass handled the occasion, you, know, you can just you can just tell sometimes. That they're ready. Yeah, I, it just reminded me a bit of seeing Burton, like in his first few games for Hawthorne. It just, he seemed natural. Like he just seemed like he belonged. Oh, I wouldn't put the class of Burton onto... Just no, no, yet, no, no. Well, no. I'm not getting too carried away. I'm just saying that I liked what I saw. But I like. He didn't look too out of. I liked place. his vision, and I liked his ability to hit the target. Yeah. And he also timed. He timed it well. When he needed to go, he went. Mm-hmm. He wasn't exposed. Yeah, that's right. No, he wasn't exposed really at any stage. Uh, I want to give honourable mentions to, uh, as we said, how a very modest 12 touch game. Uh, and to play on Fife and nab a couple of goals himself. Yeah. Oh, Fife must be wondering. <laughs> After signing for six years, he's like, is this the only good year I have in me left? Oh. <laughs> have I seen the end of it? Blake Hardwick got one coach's vote, which is interesting. Are you saying that it was not deserved or are you saying no, it No, I'm saying more? that he's obviously rated by, well, someone in the coach's box. All the coach's votes went to Hawthorne players, by the way. Oh, not surprised about that. Like Glass, I found Hardwick's game to be not flashy, just reliable. Hard- and, and that sums up Hardwick to a T for me. And Shields was very good as well. Yeah, Shields is having a pretty good year for mm. mine. I reckon he's a very solid contributor. Um, shall we get to some Twitter questions and comments? Because we're recording a bit later this week. Yeah. And we've been overrun. At Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to go. Uh, we heard from Angelo who said, uh, was Brad Hill crying because he made a mistake in going <laughs> to Freo? I think we all thought that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was exactly where all Hawthorne fans went Did to. his brother play, by the way? Because, uh, um, well, I mean, that's a sign of his maybe I should performance, isn't it? If, we, if Stephen, neither of us can remember. Stephen Hill was. Can't actually see his name. Maybe he didn't play. I'd say if neither of us can remember, that's a pretty poor... Oh, he was there. Shit, he was is. there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there he is. 21 oh. touches. Oh, jeez, wasn't even... 15 kicks, 6 handballs, 387 metres gained, which is only well, 6 less than Hilly. So, 
<laughs> so he, old old Stephen there, he had a bit of it. Yeah, he had a he had a few old touches. mate Stephen Hill. Yeah, so probably should have remembered that he was playing. <laughs> oh well, not that we're one eyed. No. No, not at all. Uh, Angelo wonders, any lip readers able to tell us what Brad Hill was saying? Because he went up and gave uh, Clarko a big old cuddle as well. Yeah, he, he was saying, do you still give out the uh, the trophy wax at the club for free? Because they've got none here. The Frio really haven't done anything, have they? Do, do they do a cup for the derby? Like, is uh, there, uh, Do you win anything? Do, are there medals? or what, what if Frio... No, like, legit question. I'm not having a go. I sort of you am to- having a you go. totally are having a go. But, like, do they, do they have a cabinet? And if they do, why? No, Fife has a cabinet. <laughs> for his brown line. That's got to be it. And That's the only piece of... In that cabinet are the brown low and his, and his walking stick. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> I dare say, on the, with the money he's on, he'll upgrade to a better cabinet. <laughs> and a nicer cane. Oh. <laughs> We heard from Andrew who asked us, uh, where do you guys think White Cross fits into the future? Oh. It doesn't... <laughs> there we go. There's that noise. I knew as soon as I read this out, I knew exactly oh. what your response was going to be. You're not a fan. It's so awkward. Why is it awkward? Because I know he has ability, but he's, they're asking him to... He was great. In that first quarter, his touch was incredible. He set up roughly for a yes. goal. Yeah, he was good in the he first quarter. He looked really good in the first eight, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, like... He had as many touches in that first quarter as yeah. he did for no, the rest I, of the I game. No, I get what you're saying. He did fade pretty dramatically out of the now, game. Now, whether he got asked to change his role, run Maybe. with, I don't know. It's pretty hard to tell on the telly. It is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Andrew points out, it doesn't all have to be about youth, does it? He's skillful, smart, and versatile. He's not I mean, that old, is he? Well, he's not. He's 27. Yeah. Unfortunately, Andrew, what he is is on the fringes. He... He gets his opportunity, and you know I'll give White Cross credit in the last year, especially towards the end of uh, 2016, mm. when he has come into the side, he's been impressive. But that might be the criticism that you know when he get like at the end of the year, he was playing much better than he is now because yeah, there's I would a agree with that. finals. T- <laughs> and do you know what I mean? Yeah, the consistency yeah. of effort perhaps is something that the the coaches look at. Well, that's been the story for White Cross, is that he's been on the fringes. He's always pushing for a senior spot. He's been unlucky. Well, he has been. When he got his injuries, the yeah. timing, etc. I, I guess there's a confluence of factors that means it's ended up that he's never been able to own a senior spot, as certain players in our side do. But, I don't know, there's just... I don't see it changing. There's no sign of it changing. And now you've got younger players who can... Oh, no, I think there'll be room for a, an old head like White Cross. He's a very clever footballer. Do you reckon he gets fed up, though, and moves somewhere else or you know packs it in and leaves Hawthorne? Because well, the opportunities are very few and far between for him at the moment. There's been other players who have done that mm. um, at other clubs that get to about 26 and decide to change clubs. And yeah. The new club often doesn't see the value in them, especially... No. Because he's not going to go to a, a club that are, are looking at a premiership. No, I have no idea who takes him. He'd probably go thing. to a club below us in the, in I'm the ju- development I'm just, stage. I'm just spitballing. I have no idea who would take him, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't stick around because I'm just not sure there's room for I him. I thought he signed a contract at the end of last year anyway. Was it one year? I'm not sure. Yeah. But he, he triggered the clause yeah. in his contract. But, I mean, that's... When, when you, it's when the same you go with about, Shuey. 
Yeah, but when it's you go about triggering clauses, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? Like, you know, you better shape up and give us something or you're gone. That's the message sent there. Um, I guess it is, but... Well, that's, they'd, that's they'd quite put a bleak that in, view they'd of put, it. They put that in because he's so injury prone. Yeah. You know, mm. They have to have a way out, I suppose. Uh, we heard from Haley as well uh, at Hawk Talk Pods, where you want to go to hit us up on Twitter. For the remainder of the season, do we keep blooding the kids or rush Frawley, Rioli, Jager, etc. back? What do you reckon? Oh, we won't be rushing anyone back. Do you see this team winning a premiership this year, Nick? What, you mean Hawthorne? Mm. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. Now, I will say this. It's a week-to-week proposition. Now, I would only bring them back if it looks like we might challenge, but that's exactly the point. We're bring them go- back to the VFL, take out the VFL premiership. Yeah, well, yeah, happy with that. <laughs> but if you're talking about AFL, just cut your losses, say it's not going to happen this year. And I know it's, you know, all that talk of it's an even season and that whoever on the day can win. That's that's kind of true, but I just, it's not our year this year. So just keep pumping experience into the kids and keep that going and try and reset for 2018. Um, you don't want to bring back players that are underdone in some ill-fated charge a for a flag. It's to see Essendon in there. Oh, for on sure. On the easiest draw of the lot. Geelong got a very favourable draw. Geelong is absolutely ridiculous how good their draw is. Now, I I don't know if I pointed this out on the pod, but it was around the bye, right? I think it was either side of the bye. They had a couple of games at, uh, is it Skilled or Simmons? I can never really remember. Their home ground in Geelong. Cadinia Park, tis. (laughs) They had a couple of games back-to-back at Cadinia. And then after the bye, they had a couple more. Then I think they travelled to Perth, and they came straight back to Cadinia. And now they're taking the Tigers down there this week. Yeah, and, and they're, I think three of their last four games of the season are there too. It is yeah, but they can a shocking advantage. Now they want all their finals at Cadinia. Oh, forgetting that their last final yeah. at Cadinia, I believe, yep. was um, Frio, and Frio beat them. That's right, isn't it? When was that? It was 2013, wasn't it? I think so. What do you think about the Tigers-Geelong game? We can stick that I don't in the MCG. That. I don't mind that. It's when, see, I, I kind of feel for the for the uh, interstate clubs, but then again, they get a huge home ground advantage every week. No, I, I don't mind yeah. Geelong having their home games down there. I just don't want any Hawthorne ones there. <laughs> I want to mention uh, Ricky Henderson. Okay, he had a beautiful shot, couple of shots at goal. He's been good. He's been a good pickup. I think he's a bit a uh, bit of an unsung recruit this year. Yeah, he's done he's done good. Uh, unfortunately, I think you know it's the case of Tom Mitchell putting everyone in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> he has been a absolutely outstanding pickup, so it overshadows everyone. Now we heard from Sam too, uh, who asks: Assuming a full healthy list, who will be named in the back six for round one, twenty eighteen? Now this is a hell of a question, Sam's posed us because it's tough. I tried it myself. Do you want to hear my back six? Um, you can, you yeah, can pick, okay, pick holes in mine. it. Now, I know, I know you love picking holes in the things I put out there, so you'll love this, okay? Here we go. Frawley, Stratton, Brand, Birchall, Burton, and Hardwick. Go. I know there's some problems with it. I've already scouted them. Do you want me to do you want me to cycle through it? So you've got Frawley, Stratton, Brand, Birchall, Burton, Hardwick. Sounds good, doesn't it? But then... Where's Sicily? And where's Jurago? And is Gunston making the move down back? And well, they, 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 never, they never play a back six now anyway. There's always more. No, than I, six I know there. it's more fluid than that. Yeah. But in terms of on paper, 
that's riddled with problems. How do you fit everyone that you would like to fit back in there? Does that are, mean are you Sicily... saying we're a very defensive team? Uh, well, I think what we... it reminds me of is the total football idea that they had in soccer for a while, where yeah. no one would know which position you were taking at any one stage, and you could yeah. be so fluid in your approach mm. that uh, it would be very hard to man mark. Isn't that sort of what Clarkson's been going for? Doesn't he like that style? He loves that because yeah. it 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 sort of fits into that mold of uh, lose a soldier, get another soldier. Yeah, so it's like... And you they've know, had folders at the clubs for years yeah. with, with uh, training on what each position's um, objectives and responsibilities are at every given, like a throw-in inside 50, mm. a throw-in in the back 50, yeah. free kick, etc. when they have the ball in specific positions. And mm. as a player, you can go and ask Cyril what he's meant to do when there's a throw-in in the forward 50. What's his positioning meant to be? Yeah. And he will tell you. So they're incredibly well drilled, is what you're getting at. Yeah, but yeah. it's all written down, yeah. like those end, like the uh, gridiron in the American League. Yeah, like, the like folders, playbooks. You know? yeah, yeah, playbooks. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff he's going for. It really, it just makes me think of standing in M10, and you know, there are certain sub factions and tribes within M10 itself, and there's a pocket of supporters that love to just yell, "Kick it!" They just kick it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> really, you know, the coaches are rifling through a playbook going, yeah, we don't have that one here. <laughs> <laughs> I just the, love... The I, just kick it game plan, that's I interesting. I do love the just kick it too, because yeah. you remember that mongrel punt that Hodge and Mitchell and Lewis perfected? Just pitched in front of the forward 50. Yeah. Because no one ever stands in front of the forward 50. They always go behind the 50 to run onto the ball or protect the space behind them. Yeah. Just brilliant. <laughs> you had Poppy and... Cyril breathing down the necks who aren't in the team you know nope not in the team we've tried to cover them uh, with Jure and Langford which yeah, it's going. it could be going worse you know you know my feelings on Langford but it's just another move that Clarkson's made which is uh, paying off uh, let's hear your back six I've gone through mine any similarities okay so I would have Hardwick yep. Frawley Stratton mm-hmm. and then off the half back line I'd have Burton Centre half back would be Gibbo. <laughs> Having a laugh. Uh, centre half back would be who's our centre half back now? It's a good question. Brand. Yeah, it's whoever you want it to be. This is it's a new year, twenty eighteen. And you're uh, forming the team. And it has to be Gunston or Burgoyne or Birchall. So you f- <laughs> you've picked five of the six that I picked. Yeah, well, it's you've not- you've left number six up to whatever the team needs, I guess. Yeah, well, Birchall would retain his position as long as he's fit. Yeah. So the so you've picked the six that I have. Well, who else is there? Well, Heatherly. Yeah, you, you. I guess you start getting into the understudies then. But it's like I said, you've you've got problems where it's like, well, Sicily has proven himself down back. Do we now shift him into the forward line? Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen there? Oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I I'm like not, your optimism. I'm not worried at all. Um, oh, fair enough. It's going to be very interesting next year to see it is. how teams are able to, you know, combat that kind of ball winning and intercepting ability we have it's, in our back half. It's a good problem to have because where you've got players lining up to fill positions. But, but our whole game plan is based on ball control. Yeah, and that's what I loved about Brand that his ability to pass the ball was so mm. great in the back fifty. 
Now, Tim, uh, on this point, he tweeted in, how about the competition for spots? Should create a competitive preseason? I think well, he's right true. on the money yeah. there. There's not many running around for Box Hill now. With, we've had a lot of injuries over the past couple of months. Yes. Yeah. But um, they're still winning. They are. They are. We had a pretty that good win a pretty on the weekend. pretty big win yeah. in the wet. Yeah. don't know how many went <laughs> to watch it, but it would have been cold. I sure didn't. <laughs> I think I was uh, at Victoria Gardens at the time. So there you go. Uh, we heard from Matt, who uh, he's having a, bit, having a bit of a dig at our captain. Yeah, Is it uh, clear to you guys as well, asks Matt, that Ruffy can't take a contested mark anymore, or is it just me? Mm. I'm trying to think of occasions where... No, he's taken a couple this year. But uh, that's not his go anyway. No, I was going to say, that's not really... Like Buddy, he never took one either. No. <laughs> I, I would put it to you, Matt, assuming you are listening to us still. Um, is it a problem? I'd say it's a problem. I'd love him to be taking big marks. Well, I'd love for our entire 22 on the field, <laughs> like in, in, our, in our squad. 18 on the field to be taking contested marks. But that's not everyone's forte. I think Ruffy... That's been a problem all year, to be honest. Well, oh, yeah. Big marks right. in the forward 50. That's why we're crying, you know. That's why Poppy, you know, spends half his time in the air. It's, playing in the forward it's why we're desperate to get O'Brien back after we were absolutely monstered by Port. Uh, Stewie Bro Twenty Two asks if GWS get the shits on with Toby Green, which, as we've seen, is very that, likely. That won't happen. <laughs> okay, so Stewie Bro Twenty Two is asking whether we get Toby Green. I would love Toby Green. Would you though? Absolutely. Oh, seems do you think like a... he'd do that at Hawthorne? Yeah, yeah, I Sicily do. Sicily would be down his throat, like. <laughs> <laughs> he'd tell him where to go yeah I, I just you, you know what Sisley did was exactly what Brendan Goddard had been wanting to do for years <laughs> well I, I don't mind Sisley's actions I mean how would you feel if you got a ball kicked into your face you'd be pretty <laughs> pissed off wouldn't you <laughs> you know I think uh, it's a perfectly fair reaction I liked it I gotta <laughs> say at the time I enjoyed it a lot Oh, fair enough. No, look, I don't think... Toby Green's not getting anywhere near the Hawks. And uh, I don't I don't Devin mind Smith's out of contract, though. Is he? Mm. What, a lovely player. So what do you reckon? I, I'm sure we'd be Any looking chance? at him. Yep. Uh, just on that, Paul asks, next week being Poppy's farewell game, would you say? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he really? reckons Poppolo's... Well, Poppolo, I've got an injury update here. Andrew Russell said that Poppolo... can't believe... Won't play this week, but is a chance to line up next week. What yeah. are you getting for Poppy if he leaves? I have no idea. But that's... You know, that's hard for us to say, isn't it? We, we have no idea what clubs are out there. I don't think Poppy wants to leave, to be honest. Well... He has to agree. He's contracted. Yeah. So, I don't think that'll be happening. And one last one, Dave... Asks, if the Hawks could get up this Friday night, they should probably put a hold on Hodges' round 23 farewell match. Do, eh. do you really think that much is on the line this week? I tell you what, it is for, it is for Swans. Because basically we have given up on finals or having Im- any impact in September. But those guys, they think they're going to be there for the grand final. Yes. To lose it yet again. <laughs> back to back. Yeah. Swan style. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> I uh, I know you want to talk some Box Hill. Yes, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Box Hill defeated Werribee 15 18, 108 to 9 9 63. And uh, notable goal kickers Murphy, Billy Murphy got three. Taya Miles got two. Hanrahan got two. Vickery got the one. Yep. 
along with Pitnet and Cade Stewart with uh, Morrison getting 26 touches and Stewart 22 in a game that didn't... Uh, didn't trouble Box Hill by the sound of it. Yeah, no, it was um, it was over at halftime. And then the rain came. Got some news myself about the VFL. Mm. Uh, now, you know, mentioning Andrew Russell before, has provided an injury update and Kieran Lovell and Connor Nash are going to return uh, to the VFL very soon. Oh, the other Connor. The other Connor. Yeah, can we get both playing the same team? Oh, I don't know. I like Connor Nash though. He's a good. He's a good type. Big fella. And uh, Kieran Lovell. Well, we know that he's got comparisons with Sammy Mitchell. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. It wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt to have him around and get him back in the seniors and get some experience into him. Uh, Andrew Russell also expects midfielder Jake O'Meara. Who? To, well, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, he reckons he's going to be back playing football within two to three weeks. Well, he'd want to be two, otherwise only, the season's going to be over. Only one man receives more publicity for his injuries than Jager O'Meara. Yep. And that's Danger. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Who laps it up, and then <laughs> Robert Walls comes out and criticises Danger for making it all about himself. And yeah. I couldn't disagree more heartily with Robert Walls here. Yeah. He's, um, he, you, know, you know when you get stuck... Well, you, you take a holiday house, right? <laughs> and yeah, then sure. it rains, right? Yep. So you can't go to the beach. To think people so, accuse us of being toffs. Anyway. And, and, and then, and then yeah. or you're at someone else's holiday house, <laughs> and it's raining, yep. and you're alone, <laughs> and you think, maybe I'll grab a book down. And it's an old, dusty book. And you <laughs> okay. start reading it. And in an effort to make it interesting, you try to glean bits that are relevant to your life. Yep. That's how I view Robert. <laughs> that was a long drawn out metaphor just trying to make himself relevant well the first thought that pops into my mind is is this Robert Walls in some broadcasting capacity does he have work or is he just talking to himself in the mirror at home no apparently he beams it in from France <laughs> okay where he retired to yeah they, I, I think they kicked him out I don't know what happened <laughs> so he watches about as much football as Sam Fox Newman sports or something right so yeah, he's he has work with uh, wow, yeah, with mediocre opinions like that. But anyway, <laughs> shut up, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Uh, no one now, wants to hear that. We want personality from our players. Well, I thought Danger walking into his press conference with you know the, the crutches, the sling. And the sling, and it was brilliant. Then he had corns in a headlock the the next day. No, that was real. Corns was smiling, but on the inside he's going, oh, oh bloody hell. Hope let's go. Hope <laughs> let's go. <laughs> now that's too high. <laughs> Geelong wouldn't know anything about that, but that's too oh, high. There's some great stats on how many free kicks those two get. They're both <laughs> Selwood's leading the AFL by a country mile. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, now, we were speaking of Robert Walls before. How about this quality piece of journalism Here that you go. drew my attention to? Cult figures, according to the Herald Sun. Uh, cult figures in our great game of Australian rules. Uh, more, we're more looking at contemporary cult figures. So from two thousand onwards, beloved cult figures, or well, I think it's subjective, isn't it? Because I looked at this list, <laughs> and no, you know what? Let's go through them. So first, uh, first cab off the rank. We, we have that bow bow thing. Bow bow. Do we? I, well, now, now you, you put it on me up? to try and find it. <laughs> anyway, so we go Dane Swan. What are your thoughts on Dane? Love Dane. Yeah, I don't mind him. He's a bit of fun. Now, Dane is taking travel tours around the world now. <laughs> is he? Yeah, you can go on a trip around America with Dane. Jason Ackermanis. I don't like him. I think he's a bit arrogant. I like him. 
outspoken, more front than nice. Great. <laughs> uh, Brendan Favola, who have taken a shining to in like the last few months. Or have you just overdosed on him or something? Or no, well, I just uh, he appears on game day. Does and, he? Yeah, and he's really good on it. He just it like it was it the Bradley Hill line that he had. What did he, he say? He wishes about Bradley he hadn't Hill? left. That's that. That was his line. He just quipped that uh, in. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, that was there like. You go. Wh- someone asked, "Why did Bradley Hill cry?" And he's like, well, "He wishes he hadn't left." Well, he probably knows because he well, went he to might Brisbane. Know. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, no, Favola, I think brings uh, you know a light heartedness about the game, which I think is sorely needed, yeah. especially he on had game that on day. the field. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think he's good in the media. I didn't much like him as a player, but. He's good in the media. Uh, At least Mac- the other two had great careers on the footy field. You don't think Fev had a great career? I don't think he got the best out of his ability. No, you might be right about that. That might be a fair call. What about Max Gorn? Nah, <laughs> I mean, no. Nah. The- <laughs> Any bloke that's trying to get people to come to his house to have a latte? No. <laughs> Any? It seems like what? What is a cult figure exactly in AFL? Max Gorn. He has a beard. <laughs> I, I guess that's yeah. No, he's a cult figure because he has a beard. Tick. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we'll sign off on that. He's a cult figure. Done. Eddie Betts, which I think we can accept, only because Adelaide, you know, Eddie's pockets yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fraser Gehrig. It's okay. A, again, another one where it's like, he's a pretty good player. He got mm. two Coleman medals. Yeah. But it's another one where if he got a haircut, maybe <laughs> he'd sort of slip out of cult status. I never felt anything for Fraser Gehrig. <laughs> There's a quote that's on the record, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tiz did not have an affair with Fraser Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, have you heard of this name, Relton Roberts? Oh, yeah. Okay, that one s- slipped under I my radar. I think he's a one-game, yeah, player, and uh, I think there was such big raps on him. It, it's it's a it's a tale Richmond supporters tell their children. <laughs> To sort of quash their dreams. I think you're getting confused with Cochin tossing the coin in Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anthony McDonald tipping Woody. I think he's he's a cult figure. Yeah, and talented. And great to watch. He is. Ivan Marich. Ivan Marich. It's Ivan, isn't it? It is probably Ivan, but everyone goes with (laughs) Ivan. Well, why not? Again, another guy where if he got a haircut, he'd be nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, what did he do? It's nothing. It's like Max Gorn. It's the beard all over again. It's just a haircut, right? Yeah. You think that's too harsh? No, I can think of some players with fantastic haircuts that never got this kind of cult status. Yeah, fair enough. What about Alan Tuvey? Who? Well, yeah, exactly right. He's a Premiership player. Is he? I believe so for Collingwood. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I honestly had no recognition of of him as a cult figure in the AFL, and now we get into. Uh, I would have put Max Rook down. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. We move into some of our beloved sons of the Hawthorne Footy Club. Matt Spanger. Yes, well, yeah. obvious cult. Now, well, I've, well, the fact that he looks like Jesus, I mean, it's got cult written <laughs> all over it. Um, but, you know, I go on about haircuts. Obviously, obviously, that's pretty instrumental. But, I mean, Matt Spanger has the story to back it up. Yeah, a tortuous It, it makes sense. Yeah. And he was, a su- he was a success. He was a premiership player. No survivor. Anyway, yeah. And then we move into Brian Lake. Yeah. Of course, naturally, definitely ranks. And then Probably the lo- too successful to be a cult figure, though. Well, yeah, that's yeah, there's an argument to be made for that. We move into the last name on this list, Ray. Oh no, Ray Chamberlain. No, 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 no. Get him the hell out of there! What is no. the Herald Sun thinking? No, 
Whoever wrote this piece. I yep. only have enmity for <laughs> for uh, Ray. Like, cult figure would imply, I think, that they're loved. Is am I right in saying that? Yeah. This is um this is when the editors get a get a handle on the piece and uh, yeah they run the spell check. <laughs> Who's what? the one that caught the mark? Because he's be a bigger oh, cult figure. Peter, Peter Carey. Peter Carey. That's it. Yeah. That was terrific. He just he's a cult figure yeah, and he absolutely. seems like a nice bloke. Yeah. And he caught it. He did. He well. Yeah. Basically, he there's a moment there where you. Oh, <laughs> hang on. There's a few moments I don't remember. Razor. Yeah. Like when he blew before the bloody siren had gone in Adelaide. Yeah, he, the mics caught him saying, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that cost us a goal, you know. Yeah. Booster goal. Yeah. And that record, thank you very much, which he only oh, leveled right. with Lockett. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Bloody Razor. No, it's not Razor, it's Ray. It's Lefty. Lefty. We're calling him Lefty. Uh, now, something uh, left of field, Fizz. Something we haven't covered for a while. The anti-fantasy team. Oh, he, hang on. Look at this. Look, look. I've got this, right? This yeah. is great. Uh, what have you got there? You've <laughs> you've slipped on a beanie and you t- <laughs> it's a fantasy pink beanie in Hawthorne colours. Yep. Who does it represent? Dunstall, seeing as no. his <laughs> nickname was Pig. <laughs> no, the fantasy pig. The fantasy pig would be Tommy Mitchell. Tommy Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, where'd you get Top that from? Top score in fantasy. Did you have to special order that? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very enough. limited edition. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't pick it up from very like an Very limited. Or... No. Okay. Fair this, enough. This came in the mail. Well, you might be surprised to learn that uh, Tom Mitchell's not been in my fantasy team. Oh, my he's anti-fantasy in my, team. But he is in mine. Year. And he's doing exceedingly well for me. Well, I mean, why wouldn't he be in anyone's? If you want to succeed at fantasy football, then... Of course you'd have Tom Mitchell at this stage. Don't you love the beanie, though? Do you reckon I can wear this in public? Because it's got a snout. I'm not sure how much I can continue talking about the beanie, seeing as our listeners can't see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? To maybe we can upload a photo of it. Then you'll have to give your identity away. <laughs> you so can then, wear it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. plastered my face all up on our Twitter over You're the weeks. You're very good at that self-promotion. Oh, cheers, mate. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. There you go. Also on Tinder under Hawk Talk Pod, <laughs> right? <laughs> dear, oh dear. These are the players you want to swipe left on. <laughs> this is the anti-fantasy team. <laughs> now, obviously, I haven't talked about this left? for a long time. Left as in you don't want them. Oh, right. Yeah, do you know why that is? Because left in is your right. hand is <laughs> left in your hand is easier to do. So you just you're able to swipe, swipe, swipe. I thought they were all and easy then, to do then on if Tinder. The <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want to should I put in the ding sound effect for that? <laughs> um no, so if you swipe right you really have to make an effort with your hand. You're sort of going against the flow. And type to them. Well yeah, you have to actually like really move your contort your finger and commit to, to wanting it's that It's a person. commitment. It is a commitment. Wow. Sure 21st it is. century commitment. Swiping <laughs> right. Well, it is. <laughs> That's how they're going to do AFL contracts soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. Nat Fife. <laughs> Nat Fife swiped right on Fremantle. In error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, the iOS crashed shortly after. <laughs> Uh, okay, so anti-fantasy. The, the anti-fantasy team, the idea of it, for anyone who's not up to speed with this, this is a team that I've been running with on uh, AFL Fantasy. I, I've, the idea is to select the worst players. Yeah. Never and, and has anyone been so unlucky trying to fail. 
Oh, uh, as right? you with this team. I know. So the idea is to get the worst score I possibly can. Now, in round seven, that's been my only time. I, I looked at this. this I, is, that's I, your lowest point, is it? No, no. So here's the thing. I, I, I knew we were going to talk about this on the pod, so I started doing some research into my own team. Round seven has been the only time all year that I've had a full team. Wow. It's been really difficult because you might you might appreciate listeners underperforming players. Yeah, don't often make the side. <laughs> so when you only have a certain number of trades, sometimes you'll have players in there that you can't get rid of. Now, See Dan- Zach Dawson, who played maybe the first two weeks and hung around in my Is team for the there? next ten. No, oh. no, I got rid of him. I got rid of him eventually. Talia's one of your best. Talia is good for Adelaide, and by good I mean terrible. He's good for the purposes of this team, which is to score low, 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 low points. Now, uh, round seven was 1,601 points. I always enjoy the forwards that you choose. Well, on this particular occasion, round seven, my top performer was weight. Yeah. Scoring 150. Now, I think that might have been the game where Adelaide played north. Oh, down in Tassie. Yeah, and he just had a day out. So, 150 and my lowest performer was Sam Rowe, 24, mm-hmm. who I believe might have gotten injured that game. Yeah, hasn't played again. Yeah, so that, you know, not a stroke of luck for Sam Rowe, but for the anti fantasy team, stroke of luck for me. Uh, round 18, so that was last week, I scored 1,482. 1,482. Four. You're not trying. Well, hang on, that's an improvement on 1,601. Now, yes. the, okay. reason why, the reason why this is significant is because. I only had one player missing, oh. and that was Thomas Bug. <laughs> so I haven't been able to get rid of him been out, out of my team. Weeks. He has, but I've had other trades to make, Tiz. <laughs> You've got to understand. Now, one, four, eight, two. So, so who's your top scorer? Well, well, what do you mean? Do you mean like averaged out over all the weeks? No, no, that week. Oh, look. You don't remember? Phil Davis is my captain, and so he got close to 200. Oh, no. But here's the thing about Phil. Like, he regularly... Scores about forty to fifty. It's just at this particular time. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's the kiss of death for me. As soon as I make someone captain, I love it. They have a brilliant game, and of course, anyone who's not familiar, captain doubles their score. Yeah. So, Kale Hooker is annoying as well. You've still got him. Like well, after he burnt you that other time. Well, he did, and then and then he wasn't burning me, and then he got four goals in the final quarter of, mm. of this round. It's. Oh, I thought I was onto a good thing. You had him and when he, he got six too, didn't you? I believe so. Yeah. Very infuriating. Essendon taking it to new levels of infuriation. Round one is my lowest score to this date. 1,111 points. That's been my best score. And by that, I mean my lowest. But the catch is, Tiz, five of my starting lineup didn't play. But that's... Shouldn't happen in round no, one, I know. Should it shouldn't happen in round one. So, with that in mind, I'm getting close. Now, it's now the end of the season... I'm now at a point where I'm almost Perfecting. getting I'm almost getting a full team each week. Right. So there's no excuses anymore. So the the I, I reckon round seven is the tally to beat. One thousand six hundred and one with a full team. I reckon I can do it this week. Do you wanna do you wanna hear who I've got in? Yes. All right, let's go through. We'll start with the back. Any, any Hawthorne players? No Hawthorne players. That was the rule. Okay. No Hawthorne players in the anti fantasy team. I back our boys in. <laughs> To have a good game each week. Now, Thought backs. You might have Langers. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, backs. Uh, Scott Thompson from North. Be yeah. a bit hit and miss. Daniel Talia. He's a regular. He's a mainstay. Talia's staying in no matter what now. Sam Frost from Melbourne. Joel Hamling from Frio. Camden McIntosh from Richmond. 
Phil Davis. A goal on the weekend. Yeah, he had a shocker there. He scored about 54, I think okay. it was. So that's fine. By Anything below about 70 is pretty good, okay. I reckon. Yep. So that's what I'm aiming for. Now we move on to the mid. Dale Thomas, Lewis Jetta, Darcy Tucker from Frio, Jake Melksham, Bailey Dale, Hugh McCluggage, Zach Fisher, and Matt Rosa. I've got Hugh McCluggage. Well, here's the thing, Tiz, as, as we've discussed. He's making money. <laughs> well... When he doesn't, his value is so high. So when he underperforms, it sends me a doesn't. Isn't that how it works? You lose money. You right? lose yeah. money. Yes, that's that's that was my theory behind that. And in the rucks, we've got Reese Stanley and Majak Door. Good rucks. Yes, very good rucks. Uh, and forwards, here we go. Jake Barrett for Brisbane. Who? Okay. That's a good question. Yeah. No, he's in my uh, side. He was Le- for a while. Levi Greenwood for Collingwood. Levi Casbolt, so I've gone, I've doubled up on the Levi's. I don't think you meant to do that, double denim, that's enough. <laughs> Zane Cordy for Western Bulldogs and Callum Archie for Gold Coast Suns. He's a very talented player. Not according to his average, he's not. <laughs> so there you go, he's a new one to the side, Callum Archie. And uh, one more name in the forward line. Is it Waite? You still got him? No, nah, Waite hasn't seen that forward <laughs> line for a long time. One guy I've brought off the bench, though. Yeah. Steen Towers for oh, Sydney. Oh, he took a magnificent mark last week. Sure, that'll pad out his extensive highlight. But reel. I'm I'm looking forward to some critical error in the final thirty seconds that wins us the match. Oh, it's going to be great on isn't Friday. It? Yeah, because he's very good at that. <laughs> With that in mind, do you you want to move on to my rant? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough of the rants. I know they were sorely missed for a while, weren't they? Because we had special guests in, and as I said, it didn't feel right just. Yelling in the faces of strangers, as as yeah. we tend to do with the footy field, yeah. anyway. It's not a grand final. No, well, no. I mean, the stakes were low. So, <laughs> but, I, but I'm, I'm I'm hitting my straps again. Tis I'm getting into some good form with my rant. And and you love Sydney. I live in a partially pro Sydney household, so <laughs> it's an interesting time this week. Friday <laughs> night's going to be fun. Ah, uh, Sydney, the team that's no premiership, all hangover. So nice of you to finally decide to meet your potential. All we've been hearing is how Sydney's on a roll, how you've risen from the dead to win 10 of your last 11. It's been the league's big headline, Sydney at 10-1. They're 10-1. But it certainly gives me great pleasure to rain on your parade and remind you that Hawthorne is the one in 10-1. shouldn't be a tough pill to swallow, but it is and it sticks in your throat because it's us. And we know by the chorus of groans at each final siren that Sydney is sick to death of Cyril Rioli, Sydney is sick to death of Jared Ruffhead, Sydney is sick to death of Sean Burgoyne, and like the rest of the competition, Sydney is sure as hell sick of Hawthorne. But let's get one thing straight. Hawthorne is not here to put smiles on people's faces. Hawthorne is here to shock the entire AFL and put tears in the eyes of children. And if I supported Sydney, I'd be hoping like hell that I could take a little more heartache. Because the only thing the so-called bloods are good for lately is bleeding. 2014 was a failure. 2016 was a failure. And as for 2017, my advice? Don't get too ahead of yourselves. There's more than enough games left for you to fall out of the finals race and finish the year exactly where you started, as an also ran. And it's a distinction Hawthorne will not only happily bestow upon you, but consign you to this Friday night at the MCG. They're done. Their season's <laughs> over. Really? Just I'll by play that? that to the players before they run out. All oh, right. And uh, why? Why would Longmire play that? <laughs> With what scenario would that happen? Longmire, if you are listening, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>
So, do you want to go through who they've beaten in that... Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. I want to know if they're any good, Tiz. So, they've beaten the Premiers by 46. Okay. Who yep. we know are not much chopped this year. Yeah, they've really Who are off. struggling to make the finals. They're struggling to make the last round interesting, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, they beat Ri- Richmond by nine points. Okay. Uh, having... At a stage in the year where Richmond weren't at their best. But uh, Richmond led most of the day. Yes. Sydney overran them. Yep. Then they had Essendon, which the Swans won by a point at the SCG. Which Essendon, I mean, come on. Es- Essendon should not have let that slip the way that it did. Then uh, Melbourne got done by Sydney. Then yep. they beat the Suns by 67. Then they beat GWS by 13. And last week, 42 over St Kilda. Okay, and we know St Kilda aren't much chop at the moment after being touted as flag favourites two weeks ago. So they haven't left Sydney since round 16. Okay. So uh, off to the G, which they generally don't enjoy. So I think they've got a good chance. I mean, it's 12th versus 6th. It's interesting. But it, it there's only six points between us. I reckon it throws Sydney into a bit of turmoil if we happen to win this. I, I, the thing I'm pondering is, why not? The thing I'm pondering is, where's Tippett going? Because they're obviously going to bring him back, right? Are he they? plays so well against Hawthorne. <laughs> you are taking the piss. <laughs> you are having a laugh, aren't that you? That they need him out there. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I love watching Tippo. Mate. If Tippett comes back into the side, I'm reversing one of my trades and I'm putting <laughs> Tippett in the forward line for Calamachi. The best game Tippo ever played against Hawthorne was for Adelaide. <laughs> you should do the rant, I think, <laughs> going on that form. Oh, I mean, there there are some pressing questions when it comes to Sydney. I mean, they've got this guy called Lance Franklin. Yeah, got I to, remember him. Got to curb his influence somehow. Mm-hmm. Who do we who do we stick on him? Yeah, it's a good question. I think I've got the answer. Headley's going to come back in. Nah, nah, mate. Who takes Franklin in case of emergency? Connor Glass. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> oh, what? You didn't like that? No, because he'll probably break him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not being serious, listeners. I'm not saying we should stick Glass on Franklin. But uh, no, I'd like to see Glass remain in the team, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would. I but, think he earned a, another game. But the question remains: You've got to stop Franklin. He's Obviously the focal point, and ends up, even if he's inaccurate, he still ends up with like 3-5 or 4-6 or something every game. He gets a ton of shots. So uh, if he has his, if he has his kicking boots on, I he think that gets him over the line. He took a couple of hits last week too, didn't he? Didn't he St did. Kilda decide that uh, nothing was working? So Yeah, well that's St Kilda's <laughs> crest, isn't it? That's their motto, the uh. team mantra. Nothing's working. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Saints. Nah, not poor Saints, mate. One of them was coming for us on Jago Amira's status. Someone <laughs> mentioned uh, oh, Freeman Yeah, that they got from Collingwood. Great. That uh, he should probably shut up until Freeman played a game. <laughs> so what, how do you rate our chances this week? Do you, think we're, do you think we're in the box seat for a win? or? Well, we only beat sides that are in the eight, to be honest. So, yeah, it seems uh, that way. Yeah, so we must have a good chance. Do you care if we lose? No. Did I care if we lost last week? No. Not really. No. Although I wanted it for Clarko, that 300. That's true. That's something we really haven't mentioned on this podcast yet. Well done to Alistair Clarkson, for the record. What a, fa- what a fantastic coach to have. Not coach of the year, though. Ever. Yeah. Not coach of this year, it will seem. 
or any year. Yeah, well, Lee Matthews, best AFL player of all time, never the best player in any given year. <laughs> so it's a trend. <laughs> there you go. Look, I think I think we're a chance, but like you, we're gonna smash him. Oh, come on, come on! They've been showmakers. They've is been kick living. Seven. They've been living on the effort of maybe a quarter here, a quarter there. They've never got a full game effort out of themselves. If we hold pattern against this Sydney lot on Friday night, they'll try to break us early. But if we can hold up, we should I have w- a real shot. I will say this: sometimes these games come down to you, the, the bottom six of each side of the st- of the eighteen that are on the field. We've both got a few. Youngsters, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Inexperienced. You look at uh, Sydney's bottom six and it's like, who the bloody hell is George Hewitt? Are you kidding me with this shit? Come on. And the Pelican guy. Pelican guy. He's a a Rising Star nominee now. Is he? Yep, he was nominated for the Rising Star. Who got it this week? That was him. Pelican. Not Glass. No, not Glass, no. No, Pelican for his brilliant shutdown job on uh, Nick Revolt. Was Uh, he? No, couldn't have been on him, was he? Oh, someone. I mean, guy plays against St Kilda. Is that worthy oh, of an award? Memo, Not last time I checked. Memo, we'll have Nick if you don't want him Saints. <laughs> Is that fine. right? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, why not? I can think of plenty of reasons why that not. bloke has a bigger heart than Farlap. Nah, I'm not in favour of that. Come on, Ricky Nixon will tell him you go to Hawthorne, you win a premiership, it'll be fine. <laughs> Come on, that guy deserves some better reward than what he's got out of his career. Yeah, he probably does. But uh, it's also not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting back to my coldest. Now, uh, we should wrap up, Tiz. Should we? <laughs> well, you can't keep people hostage forever. That's true. You listening, Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Pert's gone now, mate. Bucks, no friends except Eddie, who's now, who's now decided yeah. that he's going to manage the PR of the Collingwood Football Club from Channel 9 Studios. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, that was the problem with the footy show. Not enough, Collingwood. <laughs> well, there's too much he to long, he, I'll give you that. He said he's uh, going to let Sam off the leash. What leash? Well, exactly. Are you kidding me? When I looked into that, because I obviously didn't watch the show. <laughs> but for Sam just to just to lowball the whole night, that's, <laughs> that's such, such a, a so good thing to do. Oh, he's such a baby. I love it. If I don't let you do something on this podcast, are you going to do the same thing? There's lots of stuff that's got edited out. <laughs> yeah, this episode ran for about three hours. But I've learned how to sneak them in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to try a bit harder. I've got to be on the lookout for that. That sort of, uh, those sorts of shenanigans. Nah, I love Sam. He's the only one on that show that doesn't sound like an infomercial. I did not think that's how we were going to end the podcast. You nah, say, you declaring your the love for Sam Newman. The rest of them are like infomercial apologists and oh, it's awful. Uh, well, that's why we're here. I love it. <laughs> that's why. That's why we're bringing a bit of diversity to. Uh, what about Trevor? Bring back Trevor as well. Trevor Marmalade. Don't care for the footy show at all. Dave Hughes. I thought you were a big fan of Dave. No. <laughs> he follows you on Twitter. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope he's enjoying himself. <laughs> why wouldn't he follow me oh, on Twitter? I think Twitter? he should follow me now, Dave, just just quietly. Why is Dave Hughes, a Carlton supporter, listening to the... You know what? His we put son, out bloody good content, son, he should listen. Does his son still support Adelaide, or did he follow Danger to Geelong now? I don't know. This is, believe it or not, the Hawk Talk podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we, All should, right. we so should wrap up. I got a little bit bored the other day. Yeah, okay. You don't want to wrap up. And I sat there, and yeah. I thought, what's something I could do for the pod? Oh, no. That hasn't been done before. Oh, dear. And okay. I thought, what We've is already the, seen the beanie. What else have you got? What is the best 
Hawthorne team yep. that you can put together mm. that's never won a premiership medallion. Ooh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's hard to find a captain, to be honest. Yep. But um, I got a little way into it, so just... We'll leave that for He's next week. He's sizzling up for next yeah, week. We'll oh, next look week. at you. Because I need sizzling a few suggestions for the forwards. You know, might be going back before 61 and you for a couple it up of positions. And you brought it up on the pod where I can't reasonably veto it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a no, I don't, no, it sounds good. It took no, me a bit I like of time. That. Oh, don't guilt me. I tell you what, there aren't... Well, I said we can do it. We'll do it. There aren't many, um, there aren't many over 300 that didn't win a premiership. No. Or even two hundred, actually. Once again, highlighting the uh, the sheer privilege that is supporting this great club. Except for those poor buggers that were in that seventeen-year period between. <laughs> <laughs> Still, every decade. That's what we're what does to, Dicko say? Decade. He arrived at the club a year bef- after they won one and left before they won one. <laughs> oh, it's a tough hand to be dealt. Hey, uh, before we sign off, we should say rate and review us on iTunes, listeners. Uh, you just search for us, Hawk Talk Pod. Hawk Talk Podcast, you'll find us. I think we're certainly the top-rated podcast called the Hawk Talk Podcast. <laughs> what a distinction. Uh, rate us. Rate us and review us. Five stars. We're on a roll here. We're on a streak. Five stars. Uh, you can also jump on Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. Converse with us there. We won't be live-tweeting the game on Friday night because we'll, we'll be there. there. <laughs> so I'll see you there. Are there any milestones we need to talk about for Friday? thought we could go the whole podcast without talking about it. Really? The people said no. He's saying Ixnay on the JPK. Yes, yeah. So um, Josh <laughs> reaches 200 games. 200 games, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But we did keep Tuck. Yep. Who eventually <laughs> was caught holding the ball by Sammy Mitchell, <laughs> which led to Clarko staying. Because I remember turning to my dad and going, geez, that Clarko's lucky, isn't he? Because if we lost that game, that? Yeah, I said, because I was gunning for Clarko to go. Because oh. he had the best list in the comp and we were going nowhere. And I said, gee, oh, we're going to be stuck with him now. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that turned out. Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> I think we can leave it I there. I think we should just fade out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I faded us out an hour ago. <laughs> well, that's it for now. We'll catch you guys uh, next week, hopefully after a win against Sydney at the MCG Friday night. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>